about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. You're a Knockout, a podcast for your inner badass. <laughs>
uh, appointment reminder and it says, Betty, your brows, <laughs> your Betty for your McGee. Brows. That's yes. what you're in my phone as, Betty McGee. Betty McGee, don't forget your appointment tomorrow with Knockout Beauty. Yeah, don't. And I'm there. Don't do time. it. Yes. Oh my God, dude. That's so funny. Yeah. I wish, I wish we knew where Betty Ann Marie was. Where are you? We need a, a where are they now on Betty Ann Marie. <laughs> I promise that we weren't bitches in high school. We were just extra awkward and probably yeah. anxious mm-hmm. um, in chorus and didn't know what else to do with our time. We were like the sweaty teenagers that were just trying to fit in. <laughs> but we, the more we tried, the more we yeah. stood out. Yeah, that's true. But we had each other and that's what's right. I, that's right. Dude, those were the days. Um. What? So moving on. So then we moved on to um, cosmetology school when we graduated high school. Oh my God. Yeah. But before that, before that, we had a little last hurrah trip to Gatlinburg. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> we can't bypass this man. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was our little last hurrah um, before cosmetology school. Cause we're like, look, we're getting into our careers. Everybody else gets to go to like campuses where they're going to party balls mm-hmm. and dorms and we're going straight to our career at 18. And so like, this is here it. we go. We're going to Gatlinburg. We went and everyone I was, Oh, Heather was there. Um, but aside from Heather, I was the single one and everyone was there with their boyfriend. So it was like yeah. hardcore sixth wheeling. Yeah. But it was awesome. I slept in little bunk beds downstairs you guys were with each other, obviously, but that was like the most wild, insane trip. I will never forget that trip as long as I live. Yeah. And you know what's funny about that is I remember before I left, my dad was like, and don't let any of them talk you into doing anything dumb while you're down there. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like the one instigating when we got down there. I'm like, hey, guys, um, we should all get tattoos and piercings while we're here. <laughs> Let's do that. And then for those of you who don't know, I'm very gullible. Well, I used to be. I'm not as gullible now. And of course, Rachel could tell me like, hey, go get a neck tattoo. And I'd be like, "Okay, that sounds pretty cool. So she talked me into getting a tattoo and I did. I got my. I did. I talked you into it. It was you and Sarah collectively. And everyone's like, yeah, Brianna will do it. She's an idiot. Damn. I thought you were like gung ho. (laughs) I mean, I just. I don't know. I wanted to be cool and it wasn't cool at all. I wish I had a recording of how loud you were yelling. First of all, I was so obsessed with like, I thought I was like looking back. Oh my God. I thought I was the responsible friend. Cause I'm like, look, I watch Miami Inc. I watch Inc. Inc. Masters. Look, you got to go in, look at their portfolio first. Like you got to ask for the portfolio. This was like long before Instagram. Meanwhile, the these kids portfolios don't know. are in like, Lisa Frank binders with, <laughs> with little like they were just printed out pictures. They were nothing. There was no like. Well, you guys went portfolio. back there and you're getting tattooed, and I just hear your screams as I'm just casually flipping <laughs> through this shitty portfolio. And I decided, yep, I'm not getting anything here. But it was too late for you. Yeah. What did you get? I got a music note because I was like fancy Nancy, and I got it on my hip. But it's a little lower than what I would have liked. Like when, like, it's questionable. And um, life hasn't been kind, especially having two big babies. And so <laughs> it, that music note now kind of looks like 
Mm. Just, it's not a music note. Like you have to the like saxophone. pull back the skin to really mm. take a good look at it. You know what? But it adds character. It does. There's I'm a proud story behind it. it. Thank you. <laughs> this is a good one for the team. You're welcome. Meanwhile, the funniest thing is after that, like you randomly showed up to beauty school with like a foot tattoo. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and I was like, and now you have like a half sleeve yeah. and you have a bunch. And I'm like, well, oh, how? I know. If I had a recording of I hated needles. And then, and now and then I just ended up getting my belly button pierced. That's it. I remember. So that. I took like the chicken way out. And I remember Dana was there holding my hand. It hurts. It it felt like you put the needle into my lady bits and out through my mouth, like just strung it all the way through my body. And he looked mm-hmm. like if Santa Claus had a like he was incarcerated yes. for a long time. Yes. He'd seen some life. He, yeah. Maybe he'd murdered all the elves. Yeah. You know what I mean? He looked rough. He definitely like an incarcerated Santa. He was terrifying and he was not having it with us in there. No, no, he didn't want, he didn't want to deal with our whiny butts. I remember coming home and telling my mom, I like cornered her in the bathroom and she knew I always wanted tattoos. So I was like, I got something to show you. And she's like, oh God, you got a tattoo. (laughs) And I just lifted up my shirt and showed her my belly button. And she's like, oh, thank God you can at least take it out. And I was like, well, we got to tell dad. I don't know why I didn't have a pool. There is no reason he would have ever seen my belly button. I could have hid that until the end of time. Right. But I just felt like real guilty. So I was going to tell him and then I finally like hid in the kitchen where he couldn't see me and made my mom tell him. And all his response was, that's real good, Rach. I'm real proud of you. <laughs> like, oh. Way to go. You're going to make it far in life. Yes. <laughs> and I just looked back on that, like how stupid. Uh, but that trip days. was the best. It and was then, the best. Oh my God. We have to tell the bear story. Okay. Yeah. Um, so rumor has it while we were on this trip that there was a bear that would frequent our cabin. Well, they did wake us up that one time. Yeah. I heard the, do you, you remember that? I don't. Dude. <laughs> I blocked I, it out. <laughs> okay. Well, I was in my little bunk bed cause that's where I was sleeping downstairs. And I heard like, like the craziest noise I've ever heard. I wake up scared as hell thinking something's going to, because the whole back wall was like those windows, oh, like yeah. floor to ceiling glass. So I'm thinking that like, something's about to bust in. And then all of a sudden you guys are like immediately around my bed, like freaking out. And it was bears, but we couldn't see them because it was too dark. So then that's how we got into what happened next. We tried to lure them back because we didn't see yeah. them. So we're like, oh, let's bring them back like idiots. So we threw out some tortillas like for tacos, like soft tacos. We like flung them out like frisbees out into the yard. <laughs> well, the guys that we went with like had this perfect bite out of the tortilla. Like the bear just picked it up and just calmly took a one a little nibble. nibble out of it and gently placed it on the ground. So the next morning, Rachel and I run out. We're like, oh my God, the bear, he, he ate the tortilla. <laughs> and it's just this perfect like crescent moon shape bite out of the tortilla. Yeah. And I just found out like... In the last year, you told me that the guys did that. They pranked us, yeah. Because I was like, oh my God, it must have been a weird neighbor, like somewhere way up in the mountains. And I'm like, who's out here like moving the tortillas yeah. around? No, nope, Didn't suspect was... the guys. 
They ruin everything. That trip was so fun. We also had a blow up doll named Dixie um, <laughs> that we also strung her outside to try and see if a bear would maul that, thinking it was a human being. We would go through downtown Gatlinburg with her out the sunroof. <laughs> <laughs> I have a picture of your husband. No clothes on. <laughs> hey, Drew, remember this? Uh, laying around the fire pit with his hands behind his head and Dixie's on one bench and he's on the other and they're just like sunbathing. I've... <laughs> Like no one knew where Drew was. And I just looked outside and he's outside with this blow up oh, doll. Like what's goodness. happening here? This was before. I mean, this, this was, was, this was like, this was like the prime of our immaturity. Yeah. And it was, yeah. And it was it, honestly, it was like setting up for what was to come because that was just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Cause then it was, we went to cosmetology school and then mm-hmm. we started, <laughs> we thought, that you were allowed to skip one Saturday a month in beauty school. <laughs> so we took that as like, hell yeah, we're going to Louisville every Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to party like crazy. Um, turns out that wasn't, it wasn't a thing. No. So we graduated real late. Our friends graduate. So it's a year program. Is that correct? Yeah. And it's based off of like how many hours. So yeah. every time you clock in, you accrue hours like and you have to have hundred hours yes. that you have to have. Yes. All of our friends just graduated. Like, see you guys off to our careers. Months and later. we're like, hey, don't forget about us. Like yeah. we stayed six months after. <laughs> we really did this. This isn't a joke. Uh, sorry, mom. I'm so sorry to my family. Um, but yeah, because we would just party and we wouldn't show up. Or there was one time when so our boyfriends which one of them is now her husband um that just sounded like polygamy yeah, like i had two like yeah i picked one in the end <laughs> he made like it the, the other game oh lord so her now husband was living with my ex-boyfriend yeah they were roommates. we both had keys which was the biggest mistake they ever made mm-hmm. you would think it was the boys that would be irresponsible no they'd get up go to work we were in lawrenceburg indiana Beauty school was in Coleraine mm-hmm. for those that are local. So it was at least a 30 minute drive on a good yeah. day yeah, with no traffic. Brianna and I would stay the night. First of all, we would do shot for shot with Burnett's vodka, <laughs> thinking we were like <laughs> badasses just sitting there like, oh, yeah, let's slam shots. It's bl- on a blue Wednesday night. Burnett's. <laughs> yes. Guys would get up and go to school or work or whatever. We would drive. Although if we made it up for school, we would drive all the way to Colerain, see everybody mm-hmm. standing outside to go in. And then we'd look at each other like, you want to do this today? Nope. Nope. And we'd drive all the way back to Lawrenceburg to play Guitar Hero and eat pizza. Yep. We would order Papa John's pizza, usually on Drew's time because I had his card. <laughs> I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah, I never Maybe paid I for my pizza. And then the boys would come home like, seriously, you've just been eating pizza and playing Guitar Hero all day while we're working. And we're like, what? Sorry. I'm sorry about it. And just then the, the one fridge. time that my favorite time was like when there was supposed to be an epic snowstorm. Remember this? Yes. And we were like, fuck, yeah, let's just rage. Yep. And we got out of the burnets, pounding <laughs> shots, didn't even set an alarm. Nope. And then we woke up to everyone from beauty school calling us. By the way, there was no snow on the ground and it was a nice sunny day. Yeah, it was. We looked out the windows. The apocalypse was happening. Yeah, because <laughs> everyone's like, it was a perm day. Mm-hmm. And they were like, if you don't come to this perm day, you're going to 
like, you're not going to graduate because you'll never make this day up. And we're like, what are you talking about? It's a blizzard outside. And they're like, what are you talking about? And then we looked degrees. in the window. <laughs> it's not like clear skies and sun. And we had the rush there, hung over as shit to do like 25 perms. Yeah. Yep. If you've never done a perm or smelled a perm, good Just, for you. Yeah. Because that is not It does something, something to you. It, yeah, it's a little bit um, jarring, life-changing, a little traumatic. Yeah. And you don't, definitely don't want to do that hungover. No. But we did. I hope my grandma's not listening to this because I do give her perms often. Hello, grandma. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a perm? You, okay. Other side note, you will hear us break out in song mm. this whole time. Yeah. The whole entire time. I apologize. If there's it's anything we are. that the people around us would say, it's we always break out into song and movie quotes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like the second that I knew we were doing this, I could not stop thinking about Anchorman. Because here we are behind the mics again. And all I just want to say is, and I'm tits. I'm from <laughs> Burgundy. <laughs> I feel like I wore the wrong outfit. Oh. Like I needed my to press my pantsuit. <laughs> <laughs> we needed. We should have worn power suits today. We should have. We should have gone thrifting and just got some mean, absolute power suits. Like Absolutely. a good like necktie. Yeah. Damn. Teased our hair next time. Next like time. a like a poop brown color. Like. That ugly, like polyester. Yeah. Poop brown or like a real gross green, like mm, baby poop. Like, yeah. Green too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just for good measure. We'll think about that for next time. Next time. Um, yeah. If like your mom said, she perfectly described our friendship, I would say. If Maya you, Rudolph and Kristen Wig. Yes. If you've seen the movie Bridesmaids. Amy. Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, like just one in the same. Yep. I remember the first time I saw Bridesmaids, I laughed especially hard because I I had never really paid attention to Kristen Wiig before. And when I saw her, I was like, holy shit, this is literally Brianna. This whole movie is just Brianna. (laughs) I love Kristen Wiig so much because for so long... I'm I'm an odd person. So for so long, I'm like, mm-hmm. there's no one really out there that I can admire. Like, oh, wow. She's like, she's like me, trash. And, so, <laughs> and then I saw her and I was like, everything you're saying just makes sense to me. Like, mm. oh, I just she's love an her. Angel. I love her yeah, so, she's so much. Funny. I love her so much. Like, I would, you know how they say like, don't meet your heroes or whatever, mm-hmm. dude. I hope she's just as cool in real life or as funny or as like yeah. as I imagine her in person because, yeah, she'll break my soul. I know. If I met her, I feel like I would say something super awkward, like one of her quotes. I'd probably I look I, at her and give her one of these, yeah. or I don't even know. I would do I something know. really weird. It'd be really uncomfortable. I did something weird. I, when I met Nick Lachey, I don't know what I did. I did something that was really awkward. And I, you know how, like if someone, if you leave a store and you're like, they're like, oh, um, here's your receipt. And then you're like, you too. And yeah, so, cause and you, you think, think they're saying like, have a good day or whatever. I did some dumb shit like that. I'm going to jump off mean. a cliff now. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Hey, like. Yeah. I wouldn't have the nards to go up to someone famous and like, 
meet them. Oh, meet I did. I would just stalk them from afar. I did. And I was sweating really bad. For those who don't know, I used to be deeply obsessed with Nick Lachey. I don't know what it was. Yeah. And everyone in Cincinnati would always run into him. I never did. And then I finally was at Lachey's and he was there and I had my lucky dress on. I was so <laughs> feeling it. His music came on. I was like, oh my God, his song's playing and he's in the same room. He's breathing the same air as me. Oh my God. And then my friend at the time looked like a hitman, And, um, I was like, I'm too nervous to say anything to him. I took like three shots of fireball back to back. Just Ew, ripped God, him. Rachel. And I know <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a shining moment, but I ripped like three shots of fireball and then I still couldn't do it. So my friend who looked like a hit man went and asked for um, a picture with me. He's like, my friend really wants a picture with you. And then he said, yes. Oh, and it was at that moment. And it was at that moment that I realized He's a dweeb. Mm, yeah, he's pretty <laughs> cringy and it killed the fantasy. Yeah. And now I just send his videos to um, my friends and we laugh at his cringeworthy yeah. Instagram. If I am ever at that moment, like even right now, if you're like, you know what? This podcast is the worst. I'm going to need you to just be like, you're pulling a nick and we'll yeah, just I'll shut it down. Yeah, <laughs> promptly. <laughs> we won't wait. If you're if you're listening, he's not. But if on some off chance... You hear this. Yeah. I mean, we admire your work. 98 Degrees was a thanks huge success. It was part of my 90s childhood. Yeah. Thanks for the Teen Beat magazines all over my wall. Yeah, absolutely. And that unforgettable nights with friends at your bar <laughs> that I don't remember. But you're still a dweeb. The unforgettable, forgettable <laughs> Um, okay. What else, dude? Where do we go from here? There's just so much to talk about with you that I'm like, okay. I know. We'll definitely have to have a round two. But two. let's get into the goods because we, why I wanted to have you on here so bad, like aside from you being one of my best friends, is like how crazy we were mm -hmm. and just irresponsible and just... Like we knew what we wanted to do, but we weren't ready to get there. We just there. weren't mature enough. We weren't. Straight up. We weren't. And honestly, like I think about that a lot. Like if you're 18 and you know what you want to do, even early 20s, like good for you. Because I think if like people, like all our friends that enlisted at 18. Oh my gosh. You are a fetus. Yeah. Like you don't know shit about shit when you're 18 years old. No. Like- Oh my God. And like mm. my life is complete, couldn't be more different. Right. And so I think it's interesting to see how reckless we were and just kind of like the paths that have taken us because we've both gone to totally different avenues. Yeah, and I wanted absolutely. to talk to you about that. You touched on it before, like how you, your GPA oh, was okay. obviously like Harvard worthy. <laughs> yeah. Harvard wouldn't even look at me. <laughs> I, so my GPA, I'll just say it Do because it. if just I can help somebody out it. in the, my GPA was a 1.79. Woo woo! I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not because it you weren't smart. It's because we didn't fucking try. No, we I did didn't not care. Try. I had a lot going on at home mm -hmm. and I just didn't like, I felt like no one really took the time to invest in my schooling mm -hmm. because I mean, I don't know. It was just a crazy Dude, that's time. A, and first of all, too, like that 
time of your life is so hard. You're trying mm-hmm. to figure out who the fuck you are, where you fit in, all of that. Like, the last, you're just trying to survive, at least for mm-hmm. me. Like, you're just yeah. trying to survive and, like, fit in. And you're not thinking about what all of this means. Right. I didn't think long term. Yeah. I, I just wanted to get out of there. Totally. And I I almost was trapped there for like another year because <laughs> I barely passed. And then I, my dumb ass would have stayed too. Like, I can't leave Brianna behind. Well, if she's staying, I'm staying. She gets another year of course. Why don't I get one? <laughs> Meanwhile, our our friends are having full ride scholarships for softball oh, and stuff. I'm like, gosh, you guys are awesome. But mm. it's not for me. But it's OK, because you know what? Um. I would say 90% of them aren't even doing what their major was. Yeah. Or doing anything that related to what they did anyway. So mm-hmm. like, hey, yeah. I mean, we did put ourselves in a little bit of doubt with you just with <laughs> how many days we skipped and how much time we had to make up. But in the grand scheme, I had to get a second loan. We out, no came out on top. <laughs> <laughs> we were slamming burnettes. We were playing Guitar Hero. Who was really living their life? Okay? I'm not proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't but change I'll it. I'll never thing. forget it. I it's, wouldn't change it. Yeah. It's it's all good. All right. Continue with your so, GPA. Okay. Yeah. My GPA was awful. So we, okay. So we graduated beauty school. We kind of went our separate ways. Mm-hmm. Did, I worked at Tri-County Mall in a, a, a <laughs> in the smallest hair salon known to man. And then it went, it went downhill from there. Mm-hmm. I think they got bought out or something. Um, by the way, me slamming burnettes and uh, just mm-hmm. going straight ham all day, every day. I found out I was pregnant the <sighs> next following year. Yeah. With uh, my baby daddy turned husband. <laughs> turned drinking buddy which is especially crazy Mm because just like as a sidebar I remember when we were like 12 you came in bawling your eyes out to chorus because you were already told that you could never have kids right I was yeah well I was like I I was older than that I think I was 14 15 we were super young Mm -hmm. and I remember that being like super devastating because you were like I always tell people like, especially since I don't have kids, I'm like, you know, some people just know mm-hmm. that they want kids so badly. And like, you are always that person that you like knew, like, I want to be a mom more than anything. Yep. yep. I wanted kids so bad. And then, uh, one, uh, <laughs> I can't even say this cause well, Macy's not listening. So Macy, I'm sorry. I dropped Mace, like 11 F bombs, but we love you. You're not allowed to listen to this. Go to bed. Oh, hi. You're 18. It's the future. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome I back. hope your GPA mm. is really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. So, I mean, obviously we were not planning that and I got pregnant and then we got married and it was crazy. I was 19 years old, married and had a new baby. That's so crazy to think about. And my husband, Drew, who was my high school boyfriend, was 21. Which is so funny because I remember thinking he was like so old and wise. I mean, not really because (laughs) he was like getting wild with us too. But like, I felt like he was so much older than us because he had the apartment. He, you know, he owned the apartment. Yeah. And he like drove us around. He had a a credit. He He had good credit. He was an Eagle Scout, no less. (laughs) I will never forget the little Eagle statue he had that lit up and flapped its wings for being an Eagle Scout. 
It's still in our basement it somewhere. It is. Somewhere. Oh, thank God. I've hit it I was hoping times. that survived somewhere. <laughs> it's still proud by the this water like, heater. <laughs> this is like sidebar nation. I know. Yeah. So anyway, we had our daughter and um, like that was crazy. We were so poor. Like when I say we ate ramen noodles and hamburger helper every day, like we did. <laughs> we literally did. I was making $8 an hour at my hair cutting place. And I think Drew was making like $12 an hour and we lived in an apartment and had a new kid. How the hell did you do that? I don't know. I don't even know what we were thinking, but she turned out all right. She's really good and really smart. And yeah, she's you all over again, but she's smarter. (laughs) (laughs) She's a hell of a lot smarter, but yeah. So yeah. Oh my God. I mean, that happens and that was nuts you are forced to grow up so quick. Like who would have thought in the course of a year? I mean, we're whooping it up at the blue note. I'm we're in the bathroom scrubbing off our permanent marker X's on our hands. Age trying to flirt with the band. Yeah. (laughs) And then it's like, Oh, I'm a mother. Yeah. (laughs) What? It's crazy. Dude. Yeah. I'm 32. And if I got pregnant right now, I would be just as scared. It was, it was insane. Grant. <laughs> Grant right, recoils Grant? and almost throws up all over Grant's like, I've, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be back. Um, remember when you said we could shut this podcast down? I'm calling it in. <laughs> I'm phoning a friend. We're shutting this bitch down right now. Oh, that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now that he's traumatized. Yeah. Uh, it's like, okay, I'm going to put you guys on mute. <laughs> Dude, but that's so cr- like nineteen. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you had Tucker? I was twenty five when I had Tucker. Okay, so there was a huge gap there. So when I do, you want me to talk about that? Yeah. Okay. Talk. So tell your tales. I've got a story to tell. <laughs> <laughs> so when I Grant's like God, seriously. Okay. So when I had when I had Macy, I mean totally unplanned. We were so happy to have her though. She was just, I think she saved us from ourselves mm-hmm. in a, in a crazy way. Cause we were, we were a mess. Yeah. Drew and I were a mess, but, um, so that was good. We bought our first house. We moved into our little rinky farmhouse that we bought and we started gutting it and fixing it up. And Macy was two. And I was like, I want another baby. So I'm 21 at this point, wanting another kid, another kid, but I had to grow up pretty quick. So I felt like I was mature enough to handle that. I don't know, whatever. And that was when I had, so sidebar again, (laughs) my family, like my sister and I suffer from infertility issues. We always have had like terrible, terrible issues, both of us. So when I, um, got pregnant with Macy, like not only were we shocked because I was so young, I was double shocked because I didn't think that was going to happen. So then we, we started trying for Tucker. It didn't happen. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. And then we did some fertility treatments, got pregnant, had a miscarriage, got pregnant the next month, had a miscarriage. And then I finally waited another year and got pregnant again. And it was Tucker. 
<laughs> that, <laughs> that one was Tuck. So it was just crazy. So there's a five year age difference between Macy and Tucker. Um, her birthday is November 4th. His is November 5th. That's so, so wild. That's stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid. Two birthdays. And like, they're like, we don't want to share our birthdays. We're two separate people. We want two. Okay. That's great. But like, I'm doing the best I can. They're a day apart. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> You're sharing the same cake. <laughs> I gave you life. Okay. Right? Give me a break. Yeah. But anyway, we're really thankful for our kids. They're great. They're crazy. How old are Macy and Tucker now? Macy is 11. God, that makes me feel know, like it makes me want to throw a up. fossil. Mm-hmm. Macy's 11 and Tucker's six. That's, it's insane. Tucker is the funniest little boy ever in the world. <laughs> like he's, the things that he does. He's the spitting image of his father. Yeah. And Macy is the spitting image of me. And it's, it's literally, I always tell people how I imagined you guys as parents and how I um, imagine like if I could dream up your kids, what I thought they'd be like, they did not disappoint. <laughs> like they're so funny and just their sense of humor and just the things that they do and things that they say. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, this I'm living for this. Yeah. It's, it's what I've always dreamed of. <laughs> Tucker wants to be a DJ, doesn't Tucker he? Tucker wants to be a DJ. He has a DJ name is DJ Wee Wee. And he, <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, <laughs> wieners and poop, like that's, that's the, um, that's, the, That's the talk around our house. Just poop, butt, wiener. But um, yeah, DJ Wee Wee, we bought him a, um, uh, like a scratch table, a turntable, and he just kills it. It's so funny. Yeah, like, it's the best thing ever. And he beatboxes and he's really good. Like surprisingly, he's so good. I love that your kids are musical. They're really, yeah, they're really into music. Macy, uh, swears up and down. She's like, I'm going to be an astronaut. I'm going to outer space. She told me the other day, she's like, people go, go to college. I'm going to the moon. So don't be upset. Like when you don't see me for a while. And I'm like, um, <laughs> excuse me, dude, bet. Cause you know what I said the other day with everything that's going on? I was like, look, listen, I don't want to be here anymore. And someone was like, well, it beats China. And I was like, no, I don't think you understand. I don't want to be on planet Earth. Like, <laughs> is it safe to live on Mars, Mars yet? Like, is there a hotel on the moon? Yeah. So me and Macy, blast off, girl. Let's yeah. go. Take me to the moon. Yeah. And Let's I'm, go befriend the Martians. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, Another thing, we've always wanted to teach our kids to do things that matter. And yes, reading matters. Math matters. Read to your kids before bed. We don't read to our kids before bed. We play poker. Yes. <laughs> before this bed. This is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> so we wanted to have a tradition in our little family between me, Drew, and the kids. And um, just something weird. Like, like, yeah, I read to my kid before bed. Like, good for you. I'm glad that you read Moby Dick to your five-year-old before bed. Like, <laughs> I'm going to teach them the art of Texas Hold'em and they will know how to hold their own. <laughs> okay. And my, my in-laws frown upon that because I'm teaching them gambling at a young age. And I'm like, you know what? You gotta know when to hold them <laughs> and know when to fold them. And, and that's have you seen Tuck's poker face? Yeah. You know what? That's what we need. Yeah. That's what you want. <laughs> Stone cold. You never know when he's folding or bluffing. Never. I love it. How did this even start? Quarantine. Yes. <laughs> Quarantine. You learn a lot of 
You learned to do a lot of weird things in quarantine. I think that was how I, yeah, I learned how to play poker with you at your mm-hmm. dance, like chicken fry. Oh Lord. Oh my God. And I was winning. It was like yeah. beginner's luck. And this game went on for five hours and it's like sun's coming up and I'm like, okay, I don't even care. <laughs> it's 6 a.m. Take my I, winnings. I need a nap. Yeah. That's so, so I you know, that. I maybe have been able to like barely pass and graduate high school. But let's man, go count some I could, cards. I could play a mean game of poker oh, any day. Jack, isn't it? Counting cards. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, blackjack. Let's go pull a Zach Galifianakis in the hangover. Yes. And just win a bunch of money. Could you imagine if we had one weekend where we've relived our past and just went hard like we did back then, I would need a month to recover. I just thought of how amazing it would be if you and I went to Vegas. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about it. I don't think we would survive. (laughs) I mean, I have like, I, I feel weird when I sleep on a different pillow. Like I don't <laughs> stone cold sober. Things have changed here. <laughs> I have a bad back. If me you and Mandy went, it'd be bad news. It would. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it wouldn't be a good choice. We would need chaperones. Maybe when for we sure. turn fifty, like for someone's fiftieth oh, or fortieth. Why? Because we'll be more ta- like res- even more responsible then. I then it'll know. just be like, let's go play. What's that canasta? Do they oh, have that? <laughs> The yeah, flamingo. Y'all got the penny slots. <laughs> the slots. What's that Beavis and Butthead when he's like, we're going to the slots. And they think she's saying sluts in Las Vegas and the lady's talking about slots. Oh, man. Oh, oh my God. Wow. That was a real, we really just like went off the rails. Yeah, we there. did. I'm sorry. Um, no, I'm here for it. This is what this podcast is. It's just a bunch of strung together stories and tales and we don't really know where they're going to lead. Are you guys still with us? I are you mean, still along for the ride? Are you there? Are you good? Are you playing up. Guitar Hero? I hope you are. Bust it out. Dust it off the shelf. Uh, do people play Guitar Hero anymore? I hope they do. In my dreams, I still shred. There's still songs that I hear that I'm like, I used to shred to that song. Tenacious D. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or what was that? At the drive-in. Oh, yeah. yeah. In your own Yeah. Talk dirty to me. Oh, man. That was my shit. Oh, dude. That just made me really want to go back and play some Guitar Hero now. Yeah. Hey, Grant, order Papa John's. Hey, Grant, put in our order. Thanks. Thanks. And give us the key to your house. We're going to go, like be squatters for a while and then you're going to come home like, oh, Grant, you don't know me very well, but uh, <laughs> I'm moving in. Um, all right. So, yeah. So how did you. OK, so you had Macy and Tucker. You get yep. married. Yeah. Then what happens? So uh, got married, had our kids, all of that. Life was good. My husband landed a really bomb job, like really, really good. And so he started traveling for work, like traveling to Japan, to South Korea. Holy shit, he did? Yeah, did you not know this? No. Okay, yeah. So this is where it gets- International Drew. I know. I never knew. He was homeschooled, by the way, and never was on a plane until he got his job. Like he was 26, 27 when he got on his first plane. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was scared for him because I had a little folder with his like little ticket and all, all of his stuff. And 
I'm like, he's not going to, he's not going to make it through the airport by himself. There's no way, (laughs) but he did. And he like, he went international. So he would, he would leave. He went to Mexico for like six weeks at a time. And I had a new baby and I had Macy and just, it was banana sandwich for a while. (laughs) That sounds good actually. Um, so I had to stop working because it was just too crazy with, um, Tucker and Macy and Drew being gone all the time. So we made a deal. Hey, if you, Drew was like, if you let me do my thing, he got a promotion. Like everything was going really well for him. If you let me do my thing, stay home. I'll let you do your thing later. Mm -hmm. So that lasted, that lasted like four years where I stayed home with the kids. And that was, it was fun, but I just kind of felt like I was supposed to do more. Mm -hmm. Staying at home kind of sucks. It's it's not sucks, but it like sucks the life out of you. Yeah, Just, you kind of forget who you are, Mm -hmm. that you're, you're not just a mom. You're actually, you were somebody before you ever had kids, you know? So, uh, Drew got a promotion. Everything was going really well. And he stopped traveling for a while. And then I, he, he came home, we were in the car one day and I was like, um, Hey, I, I start school. I start college, uh, in two weeks. (laughs) He's like, wait, excuse me. (laughs) Yeah. I just signed up for nursing school. I didn't tell him I just signed up. Oh shit. Yeah. So that was a good conversation. Um, and yeah, I went to school for four years and I, it, by the way, this is why you need to be, get good grades in high school because I had been graduated for what, 12 years before Mm -hmm. I started. I had to beg and like plead them to let me in because my GPA was so bad from 12 years ago. So I had to prove myself that I could make it into school and graduate. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. What did they have you do? I had to write a letter to the Dean. I had, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) just something, just like no bigs. Um, they had to basically put my case before the board. Like, okay, this, this chick really wants in, what are we going to do? So they let me in and I did graduate. So yeah, I'm a nurse now. Yes, dude. I'm so proud of you. Especially just thinking like how it got to the point, like, even though we were technically adults in cosmetology school, if we missed school, they started calling our parents because we were (laughs) so bad. Mm -hmm. Like full on adults could have been paying for our own school were. And then it's like, we could have done the responsible thing, but we didn't. They, They skipped calling us to straight up calling our parents. <laughs> that is so now, and so now you're a dumb. nurse, Thanks. which is so crazy to think because I feel like you always should have been. I feel that way too. Yeah. It, I, I honestly thought I was just too stupid to become a nurse for real because everyone says how hard it is. And mm-hmm. it's very, very hard. It's like one of the hardest schoolings that you'll, if you decide to do it, it's really hard. But um, I just always thought I was just not cut out to be it because you had to get the grades and Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just one thing I wanted to do for myself and for my family, but really just for myself, Mm -hmm. just to prove to myself that I could do it. And I did. 
And you graduated during a pandemic. Yeah. What's that like? Jeez, who would have thought that was happening? <laughs> you know what, though? It fits. You You know what? Let's throw out a little coronavirus. Have you ever heard of it? Mm, I wish I had graduating now. Dude, like that was crazy. And you didn't get to have your graduation. No, they canceled it, but it's fine. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't that doesn't matter. Yeah. I know, but let's keep it real. It sucks. (laughs) It did suck. And I cried. I was so sad. Like that was my one big thing. I just wanted like my friends and family and my kids to see, but that's, it's really not a huge deal. Yeah. Well, what, so like, how, how do you go from graduating from nursing in the middle of a pandemic to now what, what happens now? So now they, there is such a need for healthcare workers right now, obviously, Every hospital is slammed with COVID patients on top of, you know, your normal, regular stuff. But um, they are now allowing new grads to work with a temporary license until they take their boards. So right now I have my temporary license until I take my boards and um, I'm going to be working in an ER now. So ER nurse. I I'm so excited about this. What shift are you going to work? Do you know? It's 1 p.m. to 1 a.m. So it's a little mid-shift action. Mm, so you're going to see a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dude, I couldn't do it. But you know what? I'm fascinated with the um, untold stories of the ER show. Oh, it's my favorite. Big guilty pleasure. It's Love that. awesome. Saw, and it's real. Like, you cannot make this crap up. No, it's, I saw an episode of, like, this guy shot another guy. And like he like shot off his arm or something. Mm-hmm. So the dude came in the emergency room, but then like someone else came in later, like the shooter or something. Mm-hmm. And like I don't. And then randomly, some his hand showed up because I didn't have his hand. <laughs> and I was like, "Is this real life?" And then yeah. they connected the two patients from like across the hospital. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. And like you think like oh, like that wouldn't happen to me. I'll never see that. And that's just like a day in the life. Yeah of an ER nurse, you see so much crap. Yeah. And then like, you'll just be like hanging out, like me and you will get lunch. And then you're just going to be like, yes, I worked last night. I'll be like, I did lashes. And you're going to be like, oh yeah. I saw lashes blown off of someone. Blown off of someone's face. (laughs) So lashes against the wall. Um, What do you think was like the most challenging thing for like nursing school aside from like the actual studies? What was like the biggest adjustment for you? Um, Dividing my time between my studies and I'm still a mom that doesn't go away. Uh I'm still a wife that doesn't go away. So I had to divide my time between studying and going to school and volunteering at all these places and volunteering in the hospital. And then my kids who don't really understand, Uh like, why is mom gone all the time? Hey mom, I have homework. And I'm like, I have homework too. Go find your dad. <laughs> yeah. That, I think that was the most challenging part, yeah. but I kept telling him like, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. Just let me get through. Let me get through. And now mm-hmm. it's, now we're at a sweet spot. It's yeah. really good now. Do you think it's made you a better mom? Like going through all of this or like, how do you think it's changed you overall? You know, I don't even know if it's necessarily made me a better mom. It's made me a better me. Like I've found out who I am and what makes me happy and what can I provide 
to the family and like, uh, like, what can I do to help others? Yeah. Cause I think, I think a lot of moms, yeah. Like sometimes when you're a mom, you do forget who you are. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I went back to school, I was like, you know what guys, I'm doing this for me. I'm not, this, this is mama's thing. I've got to do this for me. So, um, it's definitely made me feel more empowered and like, that's, I wanted to set a good example for my kids. Like you can do whatever you want to do. Even if you, even if people think that you're stupid, Mm -hmm. even if people think that you're not cut out to do it, no, ignore that. You can do it. If you get the grades and you have the drive to do it, you can do it. Yeah. It's like you stepped into your own. Like, I feel like I've seen a change in you just from like the time that you started school Aww. to now, like you're Betty. just like empowered as shit. Thanks. Oh, Betty, you should have. have. But no, and it's interesting because I feel like we've been on a similar path. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of like, I've, obviously I'm not married. I don't have kids or anything like that. But like, we were like late bloomers. Mm-hmm. We're a little late to the party. Yeah. But I feel like we've learned a lot of life, life lessons along the way that make you more ready. Like we're way more ready now for like the things that we're doing than we were ever even thinking about being ready for when yeah. we were 18. Yeah. So I and think like I, that's just like a lesson to people to like, don't rush it or feel like you have to figure mm-hmm. out what you're doing tomorrow, especially if you're like 18 or like, early twenties, twenties at all. You don't know what you want. Like you just not as some people do. Some people do. And like, knows what she wants. I'm fascinated by that. Like people that were married and shit by like 24 and like setting their careers Mm -hmm. and like, just like real sure. Yeah. Excuse me. God. No. Drew and I got married. And like, if you, if you were to interview him right now, him and I will just laugh about it now to this day. Like, what were we thinking? thinking? You were so ready to, I remember you being Mm -hmm. like, I need a ring. I need, we've been together. I need a ring now. And I was like, oh, all right. That's gross talk. That's, I mean, it's just, get a promise ring. But you know, what's funny though, is I always tell people that though, like, cause you know, if people are like, oh yeah, they've been together since they were kids and people will want to say like, oh, well, they don't know. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't experienced other people or like they only know each other. I'm like, no, but here's the thing. If you met Drew and Brianna, they're literally the only people that I would be like, yeah, I yeah. can't, I've never been able to see you guys like, like one without the other one. Like you compliment each other so well Thanks. and like, you're such a good team and you're just both so goofy. Yeah. We that, have to like, keep it, it weird. Sense. Yeah. It's, you like, you become friends with this person. It's like, Hey, look, we're living together. Now we have a family together. We need to do stuff that's fun and exciting. And it's, it's less about like romance and more about just being weird together. Mm -hmm. We love to dress up for Halloween, like go all out for Halloween. This past Halloween, I was Prince and he was my stage, (laughs) my roadie. And then the year before that, I was Lieutenant Dan and he was um, Forrest Gump. And like, that's my favorite costume of all time. I showed him and it was the best. (laughs) It's mine too. But yeah, just keep it weird. Yeah. That's my motto in life anymore. Keeping it weird. (laughs) How do you think so? We'll use that as a segue into Macy. How do you think that that's helped? We'll just talk about that. Like yeah. that's happened in like the last year, right? Mm-hmm. It happened over the summer. Okay. So um, I was in 
I was in school and ironically, we were learning about epilepsy. I was learning about epilepsy about a week before uh, Macy, our daughter was diagnosed with epilepsy. So um, backstory, she would randomly come up to us keeping it weird. She would randomly come up to us and be like, Hey mom, I feel like I'm hovering over my body. And I'm like, you're a weirdo, like straight up, you are weird. And then she would be like, um, Oh, Hey mom. Uh, I just had this like thing happen where everything turned black and white and I lost all my color vision. And I'm like, wow, that's freaking weird, Mace. Like go play. Like, (laughs) I know like that sounds awful, (laughs) but she just, she was, she's just always says like really odd things anyway. So uh, was it a bad mom moment? Maybe, but no, I just, uh, I don't know. My kids are weird. They, they always say like really off the wall things. So I was just like, yeah, Mace, that's cool. Go play, Mm -hmm. get out of here. And so then she kept saying it. So then I was thinking like, oh, this Maybe I need to keep an eye on this now because mm-hmm. she's been saying it for a while. So um, she, we found out that she uh, was having seizures like all the time, a lot. So uh, we took her to Children's um, and shout out to Children's, by the way, they are amazing. Their neurology group is great. So they um, diagnosed her with epilepsy and it was a huge shift for us. Like Drew and I were like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. Like we have to be on it. Like we've got to be on it. She was on all this medicine. Um, We had to like uh, titrate her medicine to be at a good level for her and just it's what is titrate oh that's a nursing (laughs) so you just like you're gonna tell me next that your stomach's distended too i had a friend that would always instead of be like bloated or something she'd be like oh i just think my stomach's really distended and i'm like flatulence okay nurse (laughs) yeah wow you're too smart or uh sutures for stitches right i know some lingo but what is tri-state area so anyway tri-stated her yeah i just like took some tri-state and tri-state titrated her medicine (laughs) and then in the tri-state area. Um, (laughs) So all it is, is um, you just find a level. So like either you have to add more medicine or take away medicine. Like, got it. That's all it is. I, I'm feeling fancy. You're like, um, remember that GPA I had? Let me throw out, what was it? Triagulate? (laughs) (laughs) Trigrate. Titrate. (laughs) Don't let my don't let my medical jargon jargon fool you. I'm still an idiot. Whatever. Continue. Um, anyway, so yeah, so it was <laughs> pull it together. This is serious, serious business. Yeah. So anyway, we had to um, figure out her meds. She was going to all these different appointments, and it was kind of scary uh, because we just didn't know like how long she had been having this, why she's having it. Is this going to affect her in the future? Like, will she ever be able to drive a car? Will she have kids? Will her kids have epilepsy? Like all, it's just really weird. And um, how'd you find out that she was having seizures? I saw her having them. Like, so she, it started off with her coming to us and being like, oh, I'm hovering over my body. Mm -hmm. That I didn't know that at the time. I just thought she was a big weirdo. But that is actually a sign of 
a seizure. So, and when you lose your color vision, that is a seizure. So, um, there were a few times where like, uh, for instance, we were on an airplane over the summer and, um, she's sitting next to me and she's in the middle of talking to me. And then she just stops talking and like blank, like lights are on, but nobody's home. Um, and then she like, just didn't remember like what she was saying. She wasn't responding to me. Mm -hmm. So that's, that was a seizure. So that just kept happening more frequently. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a big deal. And all of this is happening during quarantine. Awesome. And yeah. Well, Hello, 2020. Yeah, thanks a lot. Wow. That's so depressing. What a good time. What I know. Year. I know. Great year. But uh, yeah, we're in a good place right now. She's doing really good. And um, that her having this diagnosis really helped me to teach her like, look, just because you have this doesn't mean that you can't do whatever you want. Like mm -hmm. you want to be an astronaut, you're going to space, girl. Mm -hmm. Like you do whatever you want. Um, don't let this hold you back from like living your life to the fullest. Yeah. It's just, it's a minor thing that we're going to take care of and let it be a part of your story, but don't let it be like your whole entire life. Yeah. I, like, yeah. So like, that's all that you are. Yeah. Um, wow. So like, how do you treat that now? Like how, what do you do? She just takes, um, she takes medicine every morning and every night and, um, we go to children's every three months for just a checkup and she's, she's doing great. Yeah. She's got it. She's handling yeah. it, but yeah. it's sad. She's it's sad for babe. me. Yeah. It's sad as a parent to see that, but, um, I'm proud of her. She's yeah. killing it. What is something that you wish people knew about epilepsy? If they knew nothing about it, what's mm -hmm. something you wish that they understood or knew about it? I think the biggest thing is that epilepsy comes in all different forms. Just because someone has epilepsy, it doesn't mean they're having a, they call them grand mal seizures where they're flopping on the ground, like what you would see in movies. That's, mm -hmm. that's one type of epilepsy, but there's actually over 40 different types of seizures that people have. And, um, so like Macy's are called focal seizures and some a lot of people can have more than one type. My uncle has epilepsy and he's got like five or six different types of seizures that happen. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just black and white, kind of like with lung cancer, mm -hmm. with with your project that you do. And there's just so many things like everyone's like, oh, well, you must have smoked all your life if you have lung cancer. Like uh -huh. that's not the case all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. There's so many different things. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, with epilepsy, it's just, it's not just black and white. There's different facets that go into it. Yeah. I thought that was interesting because obviously when I think of seizure, I think of like the big scary ones where mm -hmm. they're like really. Like, like you can physically see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I never knew that you could just have them in the way that Macy does. Mm -hmm. And you say once that she was like, I knew that you were going to say that before you said it or something. Oh my gosh. It freaks me out. So she has a lot of people with epilepsy, they'll have like this extreme sense of deja vu, like before they go into a seizure. So I'll be talking to her and she'll be getting ready to have a seizure and she'll finish what I was getting ready to say. 
And that I'm just is like, so scary. It's so bizarre. It's like, it's very, um, I don't know. I just think of like ghosts and stuff. That made my palms sweat <laughs> because I've been watching like this show about surviving death and it's all mm-hmm. about like near death experiences and what people see and like when they have out-of-body experiences, they can describe what was going on in the ER and describe the people yes. and the tools they used and everything. And they're like, there's no way that they would have been able to yeah. know. And it like makes me wonder like, oh, what's happening? The brain is the most intricate organ in your body. Like it's amazing what your brain can do. It's yeah. amazing. It freaks me out. She'll be like, oh, uh, I was... I just had a seizure and I'm like, okay, like what happened? I always have her describe it to me and I keep a journal of them and whatever. And she, um, she's like, well, I was hovering over my body and I was watching myself, uh, eat my sandwich, but I like, and I'm sitting there like, wait, excuse me. Like you're hovering over your body. She's like, yeah, I was sitting at the park bench and I just was watching myself eat my lunch. I'm like, this is, Oh my God. I know. It's really crazy. It's, it, I mean, it's kind of cool from it a is. medical standpoint. It's like, that's amazing. Yeah. But then it, you realize like, oh, that's my kid. That's really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, also that's also, horrifying. I feel really bad for you. Yeah, yeah. Have you just told me what I was about to say? She'll yeah. finish my sentence and I'm just like, excuse me. How did you know <laughs> that I was going to say that? <laughs> um, what do you think has been like the biggest challenge, like with that diagnosis, like handling that or a biggest adjustment? I think the biggest adjustment was um, probably her with school. Like we had to do a lot of different things with school. Um, and then also there, when you have a diagnosis like this, they give you a list of all the things that they can't do, like she can't climb a tree. She can't ride a bike without an adult. She can't swim without an adult. She can't like, it's just all of this stuff. She can never do like anything 3D, like where they wear the 3D glasses. She can't be around flashing lights. Like it's just, it's really, it's kind of makes me sad because I don't ever want to put a limit on what my kids can and can't do. Like if they want to do it, they should be able to do it. Right. As long as it's safe and positive. Don't skip school and play <laughs> guitar and hero right. and order copious amounts of pizza. Don't do what I did. Um, but with that, it's like, oh really? My kid can't climb a tree. My kid yeah. can't go swimming with her friends if there's not an adult there. Like, but, um, it's important and it's for her safety. And so that was kind of a hard adjustment, but she's, she's really cool about it now. Yeah. At first she was really upset. Like, I just want to live my life and do stuff with my friends, whatever. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing is we've had such a great support system. Like her friends are awesome with this. Her, like my family, my friends have been so great and supportive Mm -hmm. with her and they don't treat her as any different. So that's so important. It's very important. Yeah. Like I would even experience that with my dad. Like Mm -hmm. people get, and I get it. Like people don't know what to say or what to do, but it's like, just be normal, man. Like if it's father's day or something, they're like, Oh, I have, I have plans with my, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you have plans with your dad on father's day. Whoa. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, oh, whoa. (laughs) Never heard that one before. Like it's fine. Mm -hmm. People still have parents. It's not like a 
word you're not allowed to say. Right. Like all of a sudden it's taboo. Like I'm going to go spend time with this middle-aged man that I've known I, for a long time. Oh, your dad. Oh, oh cool. Awesome. Neat. I used to have one of those. <laughs> like It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But yeah. people like dance around it and don't know what to say. Right. Um, or like, yeah, they'll just make it really awkward. Yeah. It's, but don't, don't make it weird. Yeah. Just, just be yeah. normal. But yeah, she is super resilient. I think it helps too. Like in a sense, it sucks when kids get diagnosed for that. But like with different things like that when they're young, it's mm-hmm. like, man, you just want them to be a kid. But then it's like, if that's all they know or like that's, they yeah, just, I don't know, adapt to that. Yeah, I think it's a little better when they're younger. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how it would be if she was a teenager. I mean, we'd be having some issues, I think. Yeah. It's a, it's a, total change but Mm. and she knows she has drew and i on her side and it's we're we're all learning together this Mm. is a whole change in our family so we're all kind of figuring this out together right not that there's like ever a good time to get diagnosed with something but she's just like i'm just so amazed by her because it just never seems like anything like gets her down and she's just always just like having fun you always see her in a Mm -hmm. little space suit she like literally is like she just wants to work for NASA so bad. Dude, do they so still have cool. space camp? Yeah, but it's like $6,000. Are you serious? Yes. I don't have the funds. Uh, GoFundMe will be down the link. We're going to start an OnlyFans. But joke's on you because it's just us doing movie quotes and yeah. singing old core chorus songs. No funny business. No, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, if someone's listening right now and someone that they know was just diagnosed with epilepsy Mm -hmm. or like they're a mom that Mm -hmm. is like dealing with a new diagnosis or just, or someone that even has epilepsy, like what's something that you would say to them? Um, I would say, I'm sorry. I didn't understand before, but I do now. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's so important to spread awareness and don't let this be the defining moment in your life. Don't let it completely consume your life. Mm -hmm. You know, just let it be a part of your, your testimony, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. (laughs) I mean, I could, I could, I could get mushy, but I mean, it is what it is, Mm -hmm. but I see you and I understand more. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those crazy things. I feel like when you get hit with some like real life shit, like it makes you realize like just how much other people are going through Mm -hmm. that we have no idea about. I saw a TikTok yesterday. Yeah. I'm 32 and I'm on TikTok. Don't at me. I'm a savage. Okay. Yeah. Mm, Classy. Mm -hmm. Ratchet. Yeah. Okay. That's all I know. Thanks a lot. COVID-19. That was my rock bottom is when I downloaded that. And then, <laughs> that is when I hit rock bottom. <laughs> but somehow I just recognized that, but still kept the app. So right. um, I saw a TikTok yesterday. It was a like overweight woman and she was talking, she was crying and she was talking about how she was at the gym and she was like, look, if you see someone that's really heavy set at the gym, that's trying to better their life, mm-hmm. like recognize like that it's like, I'm, I'm trying to do better. I've already changed my diet. I've lost Mm -hmm. 30 pounds. I've already like tried to better my life. And the first thing that I did when I was working out, I saw a guy like filming me, making fun of me. And that that, makes me so my heart. It was her birthday and she was crying. 
And it's like, it just makes you think like, like all the little struggles that people are doing, like me, myself, I have always been active. Like, Mm -hmm. you know that, Mm -hmm. but like COVID and all of that stuff, like threw me off track. And even I, like being someone that's been active my entire life felt self-conscious again, going back to the gym because I wasn't hitting the weight that I normally do or like, you know, being able to do some of the things that I could do prior to quarantine. And then it's like, if I feel that way, imagine how someone feels that's the first time that they're going, like how intimidating that must be. And it's like, it just really makes you think of like, everyone is on their own little journey. Everyone Mm -hmm. is having their own little battle. And it's so important to be kind to people and try and understand. So it's like, I don't know anything about epilepsy, but like the second that you told me about Macy, it's like, okay. Like it raises your awareness to other things and it makes you more knowledgeable and under, like it's important to understand each other. Yeah. And something that may not matter as much to one person matters a lot to somebody else. So it's be supportive. You don't have to understand, but you can be kind and supportive. Yeah. And educate yourself. Right. Like you don't even have to always agree. Hello, everyone in the world right now. Right. Like you don't have to agree, (laughs) but have a conversation, educate yourself, try and Mm -hmm. see yourself from like maybe someone else's point of view and try and understand each other. What a hard year it's been for every single person. On every level. It's not like just like me, you and Grant went through the pandemic. I know. Everybody in the world has gone through this pandemic. I know. So on top of real life stuff. So that is like the only silver lining that I could really think like, especially as like a small business owner is the only thing that gave me some sort of comfort. Like when I had the shutdown was like, Oh, everyone's closed. I'm not just an idiot. (laughs) I I do know what I'm doing. There's a pandemic going on. It wasn't just because I suck. It was, it was the whole entire world. Yeah. But I don't know. All we can hope for is that this year, 2021 is looking up. And hopefully all of this is just a traumatic memory. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully we'll forget about all of it. (laughs) Yes. Dude, we covered a lot. Yeah, we sure did. We went from Guitar Hero, Burnett's Vodka. If you need us, if you want to sponsor someone, shout out to your girl. (laughs) I will never sponsor that gasoline. (laughs) Dude, that I can... Uh, right now, I have not been around that in years. I can smell it just Cherry thinking Burnett's. about it. Ooh. And the black or blue raspberry. I can't even talk about it anymore. Mm-mm. No, that is like straight gasoline. Yeah. Anything else that you want to cover? Anything we missed? Um, No, not really. I'm just so happy to be here. Yes, thank you so I much for so doing this. This here. is like, I've been so looking forward to this. Because you and I, like, this is literally our friendship, like Mm -hmm. behind microphones, choir and freaking chorus competitions and (laughs) chorus trips. Like we were the choir nerds and it's like, here we we are in a music studio together. I'm so stoked about this. After all this time, we're back. They thought that they could (laughs) get rid of us. They thought that they could get rid of us, but here we are. Yeah. But thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Um, I guess that's a wrap. Um, You can follow us on Knockout Cincy on Instagram. Um, Instagram. (laughs) Incense, (laughs) but also on the gram. Um, Don't forget to titrate. (laughs) Don't forget to um, tri state your kids' medications. (laughs) 
Um, also go to kobeautycincy.com if you want to come hang out. Um, drop me a line. And yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. You're a fucking knockout. So are you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being Thanks here. Us. I love you so I love much. You too. Betty and Marie. <laughs> Betsy McGee. All right. Well, over and out. <laughs>